Nice shirt, by the way. Oh my God, shirt samesies. Yours is red, mine is orange. But we're both wearing plaid. That's what I wear 90% of the time. We look like lumberjacks. I feel like a lumberjack. I feel burly and strong. Yeah. We're that's, strong like lumberjacks. That's an impressive thing. If you can chop down a tree with an axe, not with a chainsaw. Actually, just clearing a tree in general is impressive looking. You know what doesn't look cool? What? Those saws where it takes two people. One stands on one side of the tree and you go back and forth. That is not a cool looking saw. Have you ever watched a lumberjack competition on TV? I have. Now those are manly men. Those are salt of the earth fellas. You know how you can take that up a notch? Flip flops. You're standing on top of that log in flip flops just chopping away. Then we'll see who's the manly man. Or uh, that one where they have to stand on the log and chop between their legs. That's what I mean. Do that in flip-flops? And a blindfold. <laughs> Let's see how controlled you really are. How come we're not running lumberjack competitions? I really should be. Oh. Huh? A lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Did my phone just go off again? I think that was me. Oh, that was your Apple Watch? Yes. I received an electronic mail. I just got a Snapchat from my wife that she sent like three weeks ago. Two weeks ago? What was that? There was nothing there. Ooh, ghost snaps. That was weird. Hey, welcome to Lawn Chair Profits. I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. Uh, on this episode today, you're going to talk to the guy who has the voice of 20 angels. Yes, special guest, Dallas Green, of City and Color fame. Are you going to ask him about his music career? No. Good. <laughs> Not that he isn't fascinating, but I love the rich history of talking to musicians about things that have nothing to do with music. Those are always the best interviews. wonder how they feel about it. Uh, the, the good interviews are like when you hear a sports guy talking to a musician. Because the sports guy typically knows nothing about music, and those are always the best interviews because it gets real, man. It's called disarming them. That's right. Um, also, Olivia Newton-John's pants sold at auction the other day, those satin ones she wore in Greece. Mm, the ones that were painted on. Yeah, it made you feel kind of funny when you saw them. Yeah. Yeah, they just sold at auction. So we're going to talk about what would you, if you could have any piece of movie memorabilia other than Olivia Newton-John's pants, for a couple of reasons, that would be creepy. Secondly, they already sold. But what would you want? We'll discuss that. But first, the best thing you ever got for free. The Lawn Chair Profits. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Now, Bryce, you just bought a brand new car. <laughs> no big deal. Do you want to mention again and see if you can get some freebies? Oh, that Subaru of mine? You know what's funny is that we have no deal with Subaru. No, zero whatsoever. Zero. Maybe they'll come on board. I don't know. I, I mentioned it last week. I have not received anything from Subaru. What would you be satisfied with? Like one of those trailer hitch bike things you said? Well, initially I was just like, hey, if they want to give me, you know, upgrade my roof racks, if they want to give me the thing that goes on your trailer hitch or just a trailer hitch. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'd be satisfied with just, you know, a pack of Armor All wipes to keep it clean. Yeah. Really anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not setting the bar real high. I did initially, and I got my heart broken, so maybe I just need to be more realistic. We uh, This one here, uh, window scraper, 
I got one for free when I bought a brand new car in 1998. Ooh. The car is long gone. I've had several since, but this window scraper will be handed down to my children, Teresa. Wow. It must be a hell of a scraper. I imagine your kids sitting around just wringing their hands, licking their lips, biding their time, waiting for that one day that mom finally croaks and they get that window scraper. They probably tell all their friends about it. Yeah. My mom's scraper is better than your mom's. But just getting it for free. Maybe I mean, maybe it's a great scraper. Maybe it's just the fact that she got it for free. Maybe. Um, somebody else texted and said, this isn't going to make any sense if you live somewhere warm, but window scraper? You mean just squirting washer fluid on your window for five minutes? That's never nearly as effective as you think it's going to be. Like when your windows are all iced up and you just squirt the washer fluid, you think it's going to work? It never does. No, you still got to wait for them to defog, baby. Uh, oh, we got a couple of people sitting on hold right now. Both of these people say they got free houses. One person, oh, one person says they got a free house because they had cancer. The other person said they got a free house because of a lottery. Huh. Who do you want to talk to? Ooh, uh... Lottery? Yeah, lottery house. Okay, I'll hang up on the cancer person. Good idea. (laughs) Cancer person is still there. We're not not monsters. Anyway, you got a house for free? Yes, I did. (laughs) And, of course, when somebody texts and says they got a free house, I'm going to have follow-up questions, and your response just made me even more curious. (laughs) So does anybody know about this? Oh, yes. It's common knowledge? Uh, Well, within our circle of friends, yeah. Yeah, because your friends won a Lotto Max lottery. Yeah, they won $10 million. <laughs> Wow. How long ago was this? Um, not quite a decade ago. Okay, so they won $10 million, but Have they plowed through it all because they bought everybody houses? <laughs> no, they've been actually quite smart about it. So did they just pay off your existing mortgage, or were they like, hey, go pick out a house? Uh, it was the second one. They said, go pick out a house. Really? Yeah, wow. it, was, it was fantastic. When you first found out they had won the lottery, were you immediately like, oh, my God, have I ever wronged those people? Like, did you have to make amends or? Um, I was in a grocery store in, in where was I, Sherwood Park, and my mom called me and uh-huh. said so-and-so had won. It was, they were, like, on the news or whatever. And you're immediately all up in your head like, oh, my God, did I hurt Sheila's feelings when I told her how her ass really looked in those pants? But, I mean, you don't sound like the kind of person that would ever say that. That must have been a strange feeling, though. It was, yeah, it was, it was surreal. How long after that did they let you know you were getting a free house? It must have been, it was like maybe six months. Yeah, I often wonder, you know how you're sitting around drinking with your friends and you're like, if I ever win the lottery, man, everybody's getting a house. And I always wonder whether people actually come through with those promises, and apparently they do. That's a great story, and I appreciate your time. It's really nice to talk to you, by the way, Garner. How would you feel, though, if you were a part of that social circle and the person that we just talked to, you find out she got a house and all you got was a brand new car or a dream vacation or a bottle of wine? Yeah, when you buy someone a house... After winning a lottery, you kind of feel obligated to buy everyone a house. Yeah. Otherwise, it just looks bad, and it makes people feel bad. I guess that's why they say winning the lottery is often a curse. Hmm.
Be a real efficient way, though, to find out where you stand in the friendship power rankings, though. Mm. So you could choose to either move on with your life or suck it up and enjoy that free bottle of wine. I feel like I'd be very uncomfortable around those people after they gifted me a house. Well, you'd kind of feel like maybe you... You owe them something? Yeah, exactly. I owe them something forever. Like, Mm. I owe them, if their jokes aren't funny, I owe them a laugh. If all of a sudden they're just like, oh, we're going out of town and have no one to watch our terrible children. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm looking after your terrible children. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, we got a piano in the basement. We just can't move. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing that. We have a treadmill inside a piano. And we need that moved. Yeah. Guess who's getting the call? You'd always feel this weird sense of obligation that anytime they needed anything that you would have to do it mm-hmm. because they gifted you a house. Inevitably, too, when he decides that he's going to leave his wife uh, or vice versa, one of them's going to want to come crash on your couch for like seven or nine months straight. You can't kick them out. No. They paid for the house. Yeah. Again, sounds like a curse. Bryce, if you ever win the lottery, do not buy me a house. Done deal. (laughs) Thank you. Bullet dodged. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I do feel like I want to know how you get a house for free when you have cancer, though. Did you get, you got one? How did that work? You got one for free? You betcha. It came in a bad way, but it turned out to be a very positive thing. Um, When I bought my house with the mortgage, I paid for critical life insurance or death, $40 a month. Turns out I got cancer, filled in all the forms, the bank helped me out with it. Uh, After my recovery, three weeks later, they said, we're gonna send you a check for $10,000, clear off your credit card. And then after that, they sent me a notarized thing. We have agreed with your oncologist, your mortgage is now paid off. (laughs) And, And you didn't even have to die? Exactly. I lived. I'm now mortgage-free. Well, you showed them. I did. First of all, screw you, cancer, and thank God for the Canadian medical system. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, isn't it? It it was fantastic. I still, you know, I'm sitting here in my 30s, and yeah, it it was a hard way to go about it, but it worked out in my way. Uh, We also heard from Jason. Jason said that he, you know what? He got his master's degree for free because he broke both of his arms at work and insurance paid for him to go back to school. So he got a master's degree. I can't connect those dots on how that makes any kind of sense. Well, did you really, you can't say it's free because your dignity and self-respect is worth something too. Um, The part I'm most fascinated, and you and I have talked about this before too. When you see somebody with two broken arms, what's the first thing you think of? Mm. How do you... The bathroom. mm Mm-hmm. You think about cleanup aisle too. (laughs) That's immediately where my mind goes. And I hope I never break both my arms. God, I don't want to break both my arms. But that's all I can think about when I hear about that. Because it's not like you can just hold it. For <laughs> six to eight weeks. Yeah, two months. Yeah. You That's can't a- just walk it off. <laughs> you can't just go stand over top of a sprinkler every single time. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> oh, Jason. Yeah, that was great. To, I mean, it's not just the, uh, the you know, the duty part of it, but, like, my wife had to cut my food. Like, it was, yeah. Did she have to feed you, like, a little bird? Well, no, like, she would cut it so I could... 
like I could get the food to my mouth, but I couldn't use a knife. Like I couldn't, I couldn't been putting down pressure, right? So I couldn't cut anything, and I couldn't, yeah, wow. showering, couldn't scrub anything. Oh my goodness! It was it's it's, and so we had two little kids. So she always says, <laughs> she says, "Yeah, I had to wipe three bums there for a while." <laughs> you know what? Your wife just got forty five hundred points. Oh, she's a superstar. I know she's. She's the nice one, really, in the relationship. So well, I thought you were. <laughs> I've never met your wife. Let me. That sounded horrible, but <laughs> wow. there's no way you can go through an experience like that and assume at the end that your lover is going to look at you the same way. Well, yeah. Think about this for a second. I bet you lots of marriages survive infidelity. They probably do. But could a marriage survive that? I know I couldn't. Jason's wife sounds like a saint. Unbelievable. Because I think most people would be like, I I don't know, get some ropes, some pulleys, get an old bicycle and a pressure washer, something you can pedal and clean it up yourself. How does this work? Does she get one of those like veterinary gloves they use for cows that oh. go up to your shoulder? Because like, I, I don't want to go anywhere. Oh. The logistics of that are baffling. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she could walk away and still give him a kiss goodnight <laughs> is beyond me. <laughs> Lawn Chair, don't care. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. So we mentioned this off the top of the show. Olivia Newton-John's satin skin-tight pants from Greece just recently sold at auction for $162,000 U.S. You know who bought them? Not some creepy dude. Oh. No. No. I wouldn't even be able to talk about this story if it was just some random dude that bought those pants. Yeah, he's just sitting in a living room smelling them? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, that would be weird. No, it was the woman who invented Spanx. And this makes sense because she's just going to, she says she's going to frame them. Probably a nice shadow box. I don't know. Oh, beautiful shadow box. Probably three different types of, uh, of, of padding inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she's going to hang them in the front lobby of uh, Spanx International. <laughs> I just assume that's where she's going to put them. So she actually said that those were those pants were kind of the inspiration for for Spanx. I mean, those things were tight. Yeah, they were form fitting. So I guess it makes sense, and it's poetic in its way that the Spanx lady now has the original Spanx pants. Yeah. So we started talking about what well, you know if you could have any piece of movie memorabilia, whether it's a, a wardrobe item or a prop. What would you go with, Riley? I would want Tyler Durden's leather jacket from Fight Club. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Would you wear it or would you frame it and hang it on the wall? I'd wear it. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'd probably get a lot of flack for wearing it, but I'd wear it. I think the first rule, though, of owning the Fight Club jacket is that you're not allowed to talk about owning the Fight Club jacket. And it's weird. When you get a movie wardrobe item... Do you wear it? Well, yeah. I I don't know. It depends what it is. Have you ever seen like movie wardrobe and stuff up in per- up close? It's always nine times smaller than you expect it to be. Yeah. Like I can only imagine getting a jacket that was made for Brad Pitt. And I go to put that thing on. Have you ever seen Tommy Boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Who hasn't done that? Oh, that's what I would do in that Tyler Durden jacket. You know what you don't get or you don't wear if you buy this particular outfit? 
uh, any outfit from Inglorious Bastards. Mm. You probably don't want to wear that in public. <laughs> That'd be no. a bad idea. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, a little, little period inappropriate. Uh-huh. Uh, you there. Go ahead. Hey, how about uh, Maxwell Smart's shoe phone? Because it, re- it reminds me of the cool flip-flop I had several years ago that had a bottle opener on the bottom. I was, remember yeah. those bottle opener flip-flops. And when you stop and think about it, one minute you're standing in just a super rank, janky porta potty at a music festival. And now you got that flip-flop on top of the beer you're about to drink. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember Maxwell Smart's shoe phone, Bryce? Kind of. I, I, I mostly remember the Steve Carell remake reboot thing from a few years ago. Yeah. That, that was hot garbage. Was it? I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it sucked. But I get the idea. I think that'd be pretty neat. Can we agree, though, that the, she was talking about those flip-flops that had the bottle opener in the, the bottom? Like That's weird to me. That's like, uh, yeah. if only there was something soaked in piss that I could put on the top of my beer bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope I didn't step in dog poo today. Yeah. And now I have to crack open this beer. Ugh. Someone texted in. They said they want the cane from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. They want that little mosquito in it. That'd be good. That'd be pretty sweet, and I know exactly what I would do with it. What? It would be housed entirely in my coat closet by my front door. Mm-hmm. And then when company opens up to put their jackets away, because I won't hang your jacket for you, do it yourself. And you see that thing, you'll be like, hey, what's that? I was like, oh, that, that's just the uh, cane from Jurassic Park. Just a throwaway. Anyway, what can I get you to drink? And they'll be mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Hold on. The cane from Jurassic Park. Then they'll look at that and be like, oh, my God. He has this interesting piece of movie history just collecting dust in a closet. But he's so interesting that he doesn't need to have interesting things on display. So this is one of the least interesting things about this guy. This guy must be layered of interesting. Yeah. Like a nine-layer dip of interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the ground beef or whatever it is on the bottom. (laughs) Uh, I Personally, for me... I can't decide whether, like, I'd love to have one of the tuxes from Dumb and Dumber. Mm, the orange or the blue? I don't know. Orange, probably. Um, but then I started thinking, what about the ball gag from Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. That's That'd be good. something right there. You just have that hanging and you have it on a hanger in your front closet. At the guests come over, your mom and dad in particular, they took a look in there and they're like, huh, do you have a dog? <laughs> I see a dog toy. Mom, that's a ball gag. Yeah, what a conversation starter. Uh, somebody, oh, this is from Tyler's, uh, Tyler, fellas, I like it when you call us fellas, mm. I would love to own the mini bike from Dumb and Dumber, yes, Ooh. that's what I want now, scrub all the stuff I said about the ball gag and the tuxedo, I want the mini bike. Wow, that thing, uh, has some miles on it though. Yeah. Uh, hey, bros, I hate it when people call me bro. So, fellas, not bros, okay. Fellas is good, bro is too, hey, bro. No, I'm not I'm not your bro. Uh, I'd like to have Vin Diesel's muscle shirt from all the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, the stories those shirts could tell. That's from Chad. Probably just reek like Axe body spray. Oh, I guarantee. Uh, I'd love to have Lloyd's boombox from Say Anything on my shelf. Just a cool, iconic piece of pop culture. These days, if In Your Eyes comes on, I instantly hold my hands over my head and I just get blank stares. Do you mm. get that reference? Uh, I was going to say, I hope this is a safe place because I've never seen that movie. But you know the... I know the scene you have him standing on the front lawn. In a creepy trench coat. Yeah. Blasting creepy music. Well, that's actually a good song. Here's a hot take. John Cusack, 
Not a great actor. Whoa. Whoa. Have you ever seen that guy act? It's like watching drywall act. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Except for that one movie. Was it called 2012? The oh, end of yeah. The, it was a piece of garbage. And of all the movies that have been made about air traffic controllers, like there's dozens of them. He's in one of the finest, Pushing Tin. He is really good at playing the guy who just recently got divorced and struggling to keep his life together. High Fidelity is that story. Yeah. He's in that as well. He's in Hot Tub Time Machine is the only movie I could tolerate, and he was the worst part of it. Really? You hate John Cusack? I hate John Cusack. I and love... I'll throw Joan Cusack in there, Oh, too. my God. Joan Cusack <laughs> is a treasure. She's a treasure. She's got a bit of a lisp when she talks. I love that about her. Is she the one? She's in the one School of Rock. She's the principal, the uptight principal. She was also in that movie Pop Star with yeah. Andy Samberg where she played the mom. Oh, Andy I don't Samberg's know. mom in that movie. Oh. She's also the voice of, is it Woody's girlfriend in Toy Story? Jess, oh, yeah. Jessie, the cowgirl? I have no idea. But between Pop Star and what was that other one you mentioned? School of Rock. School of Rock. Between those two, uh, I'll say Joan Cusack better than John Cusack. Uh, somebody else said, I'd want the war rig from Mad Max Fury Road, complete with the fire shooting guitar amp harness. I would love to have one of those war machines, too, from Mad Max. I would love it until I had to take it into a parkade. That would suck. Yeah, it'd be funny if you use that for everyday things. Yeah. Like you see that in a Safeway parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> dropping your kids off at the day home <laughs> in a Mad Max war machine. Uh, I'd buy the Starbucks cup from Game of Thrones. Ooh, that's a good call. Where did that ever end up? I don't know. They're the still blaming each got, other. Are they? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Man, that would be a good one. You know who just texted is uh, Jesse, who also texted in on the best thing you ever got for free. Jesse got a new ear. Because his old ear got bitten off by a pit bull. Oh, so our medical medical system paid for a new ear for him. Yeah, that's a true story, by the way. He yeah. went into somebody's house. I don't know what he did, but he was on a service call. Dog went nuts, bit his ear clean off of his head. Couldn't wear headphones, couldn't wear sunglasses, couldn't wear hats. They just flopped down <laughs> one side. So he got a new ear belt. But anyway, he texted in. And said he would love to own Maverick's coat from Top Gun, the leather jacket. Oh. See, uh, I'd worry about another Tommy Boy situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tom Cruise is like four foot two. Yeah, he's super tiny. Yeah. Good call, though. A fine call. Uh, a working Iron Man suit. Who wouldn't, wouldn't want that? I can almost smell this one just reading this. Uh, wardrobe memorabilia bucket list. A Chewbacca suit from the original film. I imagine if you got inside a Chewbacca suit, it would just smell like a lot of farts. Farts and armpits <laughs> from the 70s. Uh, one day when we get a morning zoo type show, it'll be farts and armpits in the morning. <laughs> can I you, be farts? You can be armpits. Okay. The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Garner, we, we're about to be joined by a special guest. I'm nervous. Do I'm think- glad he's calling in and not here in person. Otherwise, I'd be lost in his eyes. Well, and he'd probably be mocking us for wearing the same shirt. 
Same plaid. Although he he strikes me as a plaid man. I've oh my met, god! I bet you he wears plaid all the time. I've met him a few times, but I can't remember what he's wearing because again, lost in lost his, eyes. his eyes. I get lost in his voice. He has the voice of twenty angels. Yes, Talis Green, of course, is who we're talking about. City in color. Alexis on fire. Just an incredible singer, Juno Award-winning vocalist from here in Canada. Uh, he's calling because he's doing a cross Canada tour with City in Color, and. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to ask about the tour. Good. I'm not going to ask about the not new Not that album. I don't care, but it's it's fun to talk to musicians and see if you can keep them interest interested in a conversation when you're not talking about music. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about his tour. We're not going to talk about the new album. This is a little something we call Three Minutes With. Here's the catch. is It's questions for three minutes, but at three minutes, it's a hard out. Yeah, you get buzzed out, hung up on. So you might not, I mean, it could be in the middle of you asking a question. It could be in the middle of him answering a super interesting question. Yeah, it's how the rules work. They're harsh, but fair. Dallas Green is up next. Dallas, are you ready to go? Sure. You've traveled the world. Have you? Where's the city you've gone to expecting fully that it would be a dump, and then it turned out to be actually awesome? Well, I don't know. There's been a lot of places like that where you just don't know where it is or don't know what it is because it's either a small town or, um, you know, you've never heard of it. Like, I, I remember when we first, I remember when we came from, we were in, we were in, in uh, up in Byron Bay and in, in Australia playing this beautiful festival out in, out in the Gold Coast. And it's like, you know, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And we were flying home to play a show in Penticton, British Columbia, and none of us had ever been there. And we were like, man, what's Penticton going to have to offer that that the Gold Coast didn't, you know? And we got to Penticton, and we loved it. We had a wonderful time. Oh, there but you that go. Was just, an example, just an example of not knowing or having ever been to a place, and then you get there, and it just surprises you. So that's happened a bunch of times where it's either just like you're passing through because the, the town is like... Um, on the way to the next one and then you just kind of get pleasantly surprised by it I've been to Lincoln, Nebraska and hell you know it ain't worth shit What did Lincoln, mm-hmm. Nebraska do to you? Nothing, it was just uh, I was just having a bad day and it rhymed that's about it <laughs> Halloween was just this past week are you a costume guy? Do you like dressing up or not? Not uh, not not lately. I, f- I haven't really been around for a lot of the Halloweens, but we used to do. Alexis used to do this thing. We 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 played on Halloween a lot. It just had to end up uh, working out that way, touring wise. One year, we just decided to go to Value Village and buy a bunch of uh, dresses and women's clothing and just dress up as really terrible looking women because we thought that would be not only easy for us to do, <laughs> and then that just sort of became our thing where we just would go to a. A secondhand store and buy dresses and pearls and uh, make ourselves look like a really bad version of the New York Dolls. I think the pearls are a nice touch. Uh, what, yeah. What, what was the top shelf candy you always looked forward to getting when you were a trick or treater? Well, I, I love rockets. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, those little chalky called, candies. Yeah, which are called actually weirdly enough, they're called Smarties in America because America doesn't have Smarties. But we have Smarties, so they're called Rockets here. Anyways, a little bit of a little bit of trivia there for you. But um, that was my favorite. I don't know why they're like you know they taste like Tums or something. But, <laughs> but I was always super stoked on those 
because I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, so a lot of the candy I couldn't really do. It was all chocolate, milk chocolate. So I was more into the sugary stuff. And Dallas, last you one. Know. When you trade in a car to get a brand new car, do you have a long, drawn-out goodbye with your old one, or can you cut that uh, tie cold as ice? Well, I've had my car for almost... <laughs> Oh, oh my God. He had a car for 11. Oh, I bet you that was a long goodbye. Yeah. I want to know more, but. Uh, rules are rules. He's hung up on. Yeah. Gone forever. Dallas Green. Uh, we appreciate him being here. Learn some stuff about him. Lactose intolerant. Yeah. Didn't know that. I knew the Smarties thing, so he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I already knew that. And who knew that Penticton and the Gold Coast of Australia, pretty much the same place. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Ooh, mystery candy.